Tiger fans. Welcome to episode 34 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I'm your host, the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of every episode. Apple users, rate and review the show, and everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. Co-hosting the show today with me is Vic. What's up, Vic? Hey, what's going on, Corey? Today is definitely a special day and happy to be here for this interview. Absolutely, because we are joined by former Jackson State University SGA president, wide receiver, Rhodes Scholar finalist, and now we can call him an alumnus, none other than Mr. Jordan Jefferson. Welcome to the show, Jordan. Hey, what's up? Uh, I'm happy to be here. I'm so excited. Uh, I really appreciate y'all for having me, and thank y'all again. <laughs> You're welcome, welcome. We, we certainly congratulate you on all your accomplishments, and we can't wait to see what the future holds. Yeah, uh, thank you. Absolutely, and the uh, the Jackson State supporters are very, you know, excited and proud of you, and I know they're going to be very interested in hearing from you, so let's get right to it. But first and foremost, obviously we are experiencing some unfortunate times uh, within our nation right now, so I just want to check in on you and your family and see how you guys are doing. Is everyone uh, safe and healthy? Oh, well, thank you for that. Um, yeah, my family is doing well. Um, luckily, I'm very blessed that my parents uh, both have their jobs, and we are been practicing social distancing and been we've been safe. Uh, how's your family? Doing well. Uh, definitely doing well, so that is a blessing. Okay. Great, great. Well, congratulations on all of that. As far as your accomplishments go at Jackson State, can you briefly summarize your time at Jackson State? Like, what can you tell us about it? Oh, man. My time at Jackson State has been a movie. A lot of people say that phrase, but I really feel like I lived one. Um, I had a lot of ups and downs at Jackson State, especially um, just coming in from Callaway High School, which is in Jackson, Mississippi, and then transferring to Jackson State. I really had to rebrand myself and reinvent myself and really figure out who I am and what I wanted to do with my life and, honestly, for the world and my community. So uh, I first... uh, I was going to another institution at first, and my mom was like, "No, I want, we're going. You're going to go to Jackson State. Um, they gave you a full ride, and they 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 have opportunity for you to do whatever you want to do." So I was like, "I'm gonna listen to mom on this one." So I, I walked on the football team when Coach Hughes was here, and man, walking on was the hardest thing I had in my life because I love the game, but when you're a walk on, you know, you're the bottom of the barrel, and you really have to, you know, prove yourself. And that was, like, the hardest part for me my my freshman year. Uh, another part for me that was very different was, like, how I was in SGA and was been and was treated the opposite of my experience with football. Uh, it was, like, night and day. So it was really both those two extreme experiences from being an SGA president to a, a football player was really – it really builds character because, one, you're at the bottom of the barrel, you're leading from the back and the other one you're leading from the front. So I feel like those two leadership styles have really created me into the uh, to the young man I am today. But my, my time at Jackson State was awesome because the community really supported me and guided me to wherever I need to go. It wasn't like, Jordan, you shouldn't do that, or Jordan, you, 
Jordan, you shouldn't be over here. It was like, what can we do to take you to where you want to go? And we are right behind you. And I feel like that's an environment. People always say they have that environment, but they really don't show it. And that's what Jackson State did for me. Exactly. That's what that's what makes Jackson State Jackson State. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Definitely. Uh, and while you were there, and I kind of mentioned it at the top of the show when I was, you know, naming all your all your titles, you did a lot. You were involved in a number of different things while you were there. Obviously, you know, we talked about being an athlete, uh, SGA president, but also active in a fraternity. Of course, your classes yes, and then uh, balancing all that with that social life. So considering everything that you had to juggle, your time management skills, I want to commend you on that because that's very impressive. So talk, talk to us about how you developed uh, your time management skills and how you went about balancing everything. Okay. Um, well, first off, um, honestly, just do it, honestly. Uh, I'm not – I actually am not that good on time management. I'm very disorganized. I need to work on that. But my mom makes jokes about it, so I just do it. But how I got so um, good at doing a lot of things and balancing a lot of things at once is because my mom was my dance uh, dance teacher growing up. I grew up dancing as well from 4 to um, 21. And I performed on world-renowned stages. And really, dancing taught me how to balance a lot of things because you have to do a lot of different art forms in the same day, which uses different muscles in your mind. And also, my mom was always like, sign up, do this, do that, do that, see what you really like and see what you're passionate about. So it was really because of my mom who brought these experiences to me and really taught me how to time manage um, and really use these skills and figure out what you want to do, and it all worked together. And that's honestly how I got to this point in my life now. Um, I've been very blessed. Um, God has really blessed me so much, and I can't wait to give it to somebody else. But that's how I've been able to balance all these skills. It's really because my mom and all the things she's thrown at me. And it's like, just do it because you only live once. Wow, dancing. So uh, I see that's something else that we're going to have to add to the Jordan Jefferson resume. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Now, I will say that, Jordan, I didn't expect to hear that answer. What I was expecting to hear was that you had a very rigid regime to your everyday life. So it's interesting to hear that perspective. Now, as we mentioned, there was a lot of things to balance at Jackson State, and one of those was being a student athlete. And I know that you just mentioned that it was hard, you know, at first on the football team, but what's your fondest memory of being a, being a member of the JSU football team? Man, my fondest memory of being on the JSU football team was my first play to get out there. So uh, my freshman year I registered in my sophomore year, I – basically broke my ankle. I didn't get to play my junior year. I finally did, I finally got to have a full season, but I didn't get to play. But it was my senior year when I got to play my first play against um, University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. I felt like a bolt of energy. Like I'm like, somebody come at me because I'm going to knock you out. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that, I would say that was my fondest moment. I would like to commit, thank Coach Sleepy, for giving me the opportunity to play the game I love because I've been commit, committed four years and I finally got my opportunity to play. And, man, it felt good, man. Wow. I can imagine. <laughs> Great stuff. And I know you've, uh, you've spoken uh, glowingly of Coach John Hendrick and, and his, the influence that he's had on you. So how has oh, yeah. he helped you thus far along your journey? Man, Coach Hendrick's is such a player's coach and humble guy. And the reason why he helped me on my journey is because before I even ran for SGA president, I knew I wanted to keep playing football and being 
the face and voice of the student body. But I was kind of nervous to talk to him about it because I'm like, I don't, I'm used to coaches like, you got to choose one or the other. And I had a sit down with Coach Andrews after a team meeting. I was like, would you mind supporting me being SGA president and a football player? And he said some like awesome words that I wasn't expecting because I thought I would have to choose. And he was like, man, you're my, you're my player. You've been committed here basically. I mean, you've been committed here three years. You know, I will support you and this whole team will back you up. And my whole football team voted for me, you know. And that that was just a very special moment for me. And then that conversation as well. All right. And uh, you mentioned you talk about, a lot about your mom and the influence that she had on you. Who are some other mentors or role models, and how have they impacted you? Okay. Um, I would say growing up, um, my, my favorite high school teacher is uh, Willie Brady. He was my history teacher, and I never got an A in his class. <laughs> but he was really, it was really hard on me because he's like, you're not reaching your full potential, and I'm not, and you're not earning an A in my class until you reach your full potential, because you're you're limiting yourself. So really, him just being kind of like a father figure and really staying on me was really like what I needed. You know that 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 thing that, that lesson you learn that you don't you're not gonna realize till later on instead of in the moment. Uh, another man that's been awesome for me has uh, been Tyrone Keys. Tyrone Keys played uh, at Callaway, my high school. He played uh, at Mississippi State, and he played for Chicago Bears. He's had a wonderful life, and he's also put me out, uh, put me on a lot of people in the world, the community, and such a great, positive man. Um, he calls me all the time. I call him, and he's really helps me to. He's really helped me to become who I am. Uh, my favorite. I say uh, another mentor for me has been Dr. Um, DeAndre Ori. He's uh, in the political science department at Jackson State, and he is such. He's a, a teacher. He's a teacher you would think is at Harvard because he's so resourceful. Um, he knows like, man, I don't know how to do this, but I'm gonna put you on this. Very awesome <laughs> man. Also got to be in his class. Uh, but uh, also awesome man who's very resourceful and really wants to see people do well. And uh, those are just the few men in my life that have really mentored me and really helped me um, as well. Awesome. Great, great. As the most recent SGA president, what were your thoughts during this unprecedented COVID-19 pandemic, and what was your message to the student body? Okay, okay. Um, Me as a um, SGA president, um, it was very – it was very sad because I remember um, I talked to some friends in the student center when we got after spring break. They're like, Jordan, you coming to the parties? And I was like, no, I'm going to go out of town, but I'll see you when I get back. And then I never got to see those friends again. And that re- wow. that moment really, really sad. Like, really sad. I'm still sad by it. And I think about it throughout the day. Of uh, You never know when it's, your time is up on something. And I really didn't realize that statement until I dealt with it. And it's very, very hard. You never know when it's your last moment with something. And, you know, your college experience is very special. And for me not to end it like this has been very sad. But what I said to my student body was, is like, you know, we've been through a lot this school year, not just COVID-19, but to maintain and keep a positive attitude like my student body has been doing. Yes, uh, there's been statements said on social media and all that, but maintain a positive attitude because a positive attitude will take you longer than a sad time. So that's what I really said to my student body as well. Um, through a statement, 
I was very blessed with the opportunity to say a part of my graduation speech on CNN. And I also said, I basically said those kind words that we, we, we've been tried and we're, and we're never denied and we were ready to be tried again. And that's what really Jackson State has been for us as a student body and a big lesson that um, I've learned as well, that you can knock me down, but I bet you I'll get back up. So that was really my few words. A great message, uh, you know, and especially on CNN. I got a chance to see that. And, uh, you know, I can speak for the alumni. We definitely, we've been very proud of you throughout this process. And, uh, you know, that road scholarship process is where we were behind you. So can you kind of talk to us about that, that entire process? You were handpicked from over 2,500 applicants, and less than 20 American finalists were chosen. Uh, were chosen. So what made you decide to go for it, and, and what was the significance of such a prestigious honor as being selected as a finalist? Coming from an HBCU, especially Jackson State. Man, it was uh, another blessing that God has given to me. Uh, but really, it was my mom. My mom instilled in me to apply for the Rhodes Scholarship in third grade. My mom is a college professor at Hines Community College over the dance department. And with that being said, she goes to Europe every other year. And she goes to England about once every four years. And she's like, I. I went to England, and I want you to get the opportunity to apply the Rhodes Scholarship. The best, the best scholars in the world go to Oxford. You know, I was thinking about it in third grade. I was like, ah, I don't know about that. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. And and then uh, I saw uh, Byron Rowley. Um, I actually just texted him a few hours ago. He's like the most famous Rhodes Scholar right now. He was the Florida State football player. And he, right. uh, yeah, so, yeah, me and him are real tight. I literally wow, texted him awesome. the other yeah, and he he was really the one who inspired me because he played football and he won the Rhodes Scholarship and he graduated in two and a half years. So he's the one who really inspired me to do it, but my mom is the one who guided me to it. Uh, and another time she went to uh, England uh, was my 10th grade year, and she brought me back a sweatshirt and it said Oxford University on it. And she said, and she said again, the world's best scholars go here. I was like, man, I'm going to apply for this one day. I, I don't know how I'm going to get it, but I'm going to do it. And I went to Jackson State, and I said to my uh, honors college, uh, the dean of the honors college, uh, Dr. Gordon, I was like, I want to be a Rhodes Scholar. My freshman year, she was like, oh, wow. You know, people don't talk like that. I was like, well, I'm going to apply. I'm going to shoot my shot because I'm not afraid of denial. And I shot my shot, and and it was a very rigorous process. Uh a thousand word essay. You had to have eight letters erect, a letter erect from the university, and it was really something that was bigger than me. How I looked at it, because there's only been like maybe six or seven uh, Rose Scholars from HBCUs, and that's and that's not a good statistic. And I was like, man, I, I'm doing. I'm, this is bigger than me. I'm, I'm doing it for my university. I'm doing it for the city of Jackson. I'm doing it for my community. I'm doing it for my state. And I really just took it upon my back, and I wanted to do it. And Sadly, I did not get the scholarship, but I, I feel like I inspired somebody else out there in the world to, to apply for them to possibly get it. But uh, God has a, uh, a weird way of doing his work, and instead of me going to Oxford, I'm going to Harvard, Paul. So it's, it's a super blessing. Great, great. Um, so speaking of Harvard, which you just mentioned, uh, choosing graduate school is a very important decision. So what went into your decision to attend Harvard for graduate school? Man, um, Harvard has been on the background of my phone since 10th grade. So I applied a few days after um, my Rhodes Scholar interview. I was like, man, I ain't been doing nothing. I threw these, I, I 
put these essays together. And I was like, it's in your hand, Lord. And I told my mom, I was like, Mom, I applied to Harvard. I don't think I'm going to get in. I'm not going to get in, Mom. And then after Corona happened, and I knew I wasn't going back to school. I was playing Madden, and Harvard sent me a, um, an email, and I was like, I didn't get in. And then the, the man who helped me out with my application, he was like, just check it. And then I got in, which was amazing. It was a crazy feeling. But really played in is like I feel like I'm fulfilling my purpose of going to Harvard. Um, Harvard has the, one of the one of the best connects in the world. Harvard has world-renowned professors, and I feel like Harvard will really take me to where I want to go. It is honestly truly a dream. You know, not many people can say they had a dream and it really got granted. Um, so I was like, man, I'm I'm really taking a risk, but I feel like my life is guiding me towards this risk. And that's honestly how I feel. That's really what went into it. Good, good. Um, so now looking ahead, how do you think your matriculation at Jackson State will prepare you for life at Harvard? Oh, man. So – my my matriculation at Jackson State, how it prepared me is because we have lack of resources, and we do so much. We have lack of resources, but we're very resourceful. So I'm about to go to the arguably the number one school in the world that has all the resources. I'm used to not having anything, but somebody who's not used to having anything gets everything. I'm about to take advantage of everything. And from that experience, I'm hungry. And another thing is, from my experience at Jack State, I know how to communicate with all types of people in the world from different different ethics, different backgrounds. Jackson State has put that, developed that into me. So that that's uh, when I get to Harvard, I'm gonna tear it up, man. <laughs> wow, great, great perspective, great perspective. All right, so let's kind of look into uh, you know the future and let's talk about your career goals. What do you hope to do with the master's in public policy? So um, a lot of people don't know this. I, I'm actually going to apply to Harvard Law School as well. So I'm trying to do a, a joint program, kind of like Brian Stevenson did. Um, a master of public policy in JD, which I'll graduate in four years. But I'm really trying to take these these elitist mindsets and bring it back to Jackson. So uh, I'm trying to write policy for the city that has not been done, and that is really creating economic development without money, basically. So I'm really trying to get this this, this this mindset of the people who really invented capitalism and bring it here and make it resourceful here. I'm really try- I will want to come back, uh, possibly run for mayor one day, and really just bring money to the city because I want Jack- Jackson to be, shoot, I want it to be great again. And I want it to be a marketable city that, hey, I, let's go to Jackson this weekend. I mean, nobody says that. It's not a cool thing right. to say. I'm trying to bring that to to Jackson, and there, and and there's numerous ways of doing that. It just ain't been done. Well, you make me want to vote for you already. So, sounds good. Sounds good. The way the way to move Jackson is through Jackson State, and the way the Jackson State can move the city is through the football team. If we were winning like all corn, the whole economy would change. I agree 100%. So let's do it. Let's I'm, make it happen. Yes, sir. So. All right. That, that, so, uh, well, I know you, you're talking about being being the mayor, but let's switch gears from that a little bit. Uh, John Peoples was the first JSU student athlete turned JSU president. Can you envision yourself ever being interested in leading Jackson State as president? 
Yeah, I can. Uh, my mom says that about me getting a PhD that I don't want to get. <laughs> but I, I can see my <laughs> uh, heck no, man. Uh, I can see myself leading Jackson State, but it's really not about what I want. It's what what God wants me to do, and whatever that is, I'm gonna follow. And sometimes your purpose aligns with different situations. It might lead me back to Jackson State. It might lead me to another city. But it's all about what my purpose is aligned with, and I'll and I'll live to the experience. But I would love to be on like a committee or something like that. I want to have my my hands tied with Jackson State, you know, for the rest of my life, kind of like a Dr. Lackey. Right. Mm-hmm. And I. Uh, you talked about you know a successful Jackson State football team, the impact that it has on the city. And I know part of that, uh, you know, what take what it takes for the team to be successful is recruiting the right players. So, what would your recruiting pick be to a high school athlete and his or her parents when deciding where to play college sports? Why Jackson State? Ha! That's easy. So, what I would do if I was recruiting somebody, um, oh, you got a you got a scholarship to a, a SEC school. That's cute. But we have more pro Hall of Famers than any SEC school except Alabama. That's right. That's right. Um, I think I think that we offer as much in football as, as many other programs do, and we always we always say that for Jackson State. Um, now, in terms of of, uh, of students, let's ask that same question: How would you make a pitch to come into Jackson State to a to a prospective student? How I would make my pitch is, well, I would make I would make my pitch of honestly my achievements. Of I've achieved all this. Um, nobody in the nation has achieved this package deal that I have, and that you can do the same thing too, but in your own way. Honestly, uh, we are so resourceful at Jackson State. Honestly, like we got people everywhere. Uh, my my professor is, is my profile. He came from Jack State. He teaches at Harvard. You know, we got so many people everywhere that you, you just never would know. And that's uh, Cornell Brooks, too. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, like, uh, we got people everywhere. And we have great alumni that will will communicate as well. Everybody from Jack State tries to help you, help everybody out. If, you, if somebody came from Jack State, you kind of, like, look at them differently. Like, oh, okay, you know. You went through the same things I went through, <laughs> and I understand. Right. And I understand. And I understand you from a different perspective. I never heard, met a Jackson State person. Oh, I ain't trying to help you out. They, try, they oh. actually overly help you out. <laughs> that make, so like, yeah, I know that probably didn't sound right, but that's just, yeah, no, that's we know that's we, we know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> exactly what you're talking about. Absolutely. If you know, you know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. And Jordan, now you, you have an online uh, fundraiser to help you uh, to help support your journey to Harvard. Uh, can you tell us yeah. about that? Yeah. So um, I sadly did not get any scholarships to um, Harvard, sadly. <laughs> but I believe in investing into myself. So I set up a GoFundMe account, uh, trying to help uh, with resources for me to get to where I want to go, and. If anybody would be willing to help, it would be very helpful. All right. We will put the link to that GoFundMe in the uh, show notes. So, everyone, uh, be sure to take a look at the, the episode notes, and uh, you click on it and uh, support what you can. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. 
And uh, last but not least, Jordan, uh, before we let you go, how can JSU supporters follow your upcoming journey on social media, maybe Twitter or something like that? Okay. Um, well, my, I'm very active on Instagram and Twitter, especially Twitter. That's my that's my baby right there. But uh, my Instagram account is Planet Jordan, and my Twitter account is Planet Jordan TV. And uh, I, I'm actually going to be doing YouTube a lot when I'm at Harvard, so you can see. And I'm going to talk about my different experiences from an HBCU to an Ivy League. Um, and that's Jordan Jefferson as well. And my Facebook name is Jordan M. Jefferson as well. And I keep up with statuses. I Yeah, I'm very active. All right. Sounds good. Well, Jackson State supporters, be sure to um, follow Jordan on the uh, social media sites. And uh, let's look forward to his YouTube and just following that journey and definitely that GoFundMe. Again, we are so proud of you, and I know that we're going to come together and support you and make sure that we we help you make that happen at at Harvard. So uh, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, We appreciate everything that you've done just to to put the university in such a positive light and uh, everything that you're going to do looking forward, uh, going forward, we're looking forward to that. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jordan. All right, well, that'll do it for episode 34 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple users, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Twitter. Leave a question or a comment while you're at it, and we'll be sure to read it on air. I can't stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things to aid the athletics department, and it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook and Twitter pages. As always, thank you for your support. Go Tigers! Hashtag the I love.